The temperature in the United States is high. People are angry. They aren't particularly angry with someone they know personally, but rather there's a growing frustration with the way the country is being run. It seems like every day a news story breaks that sparks outrage from one group and a heated defense from another. Phrases like Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, anti-vax, mask mandate, critical race theory, and make America great again immediately elevate the emotional level of any conversation. Much of this has to do with our domestic politics, but the range of topics that Americans are angry about run the gamut from public health to foreign policy to education. It's time that we take a step back to reflect and decompress. What is happening in our nation? Why are Americans so hot? What factors have contributed to this atmosphere of anger that simmers beneath the surface of every public discourse? What does the Bible say about anger? Is it ever justified or is there a more appropriate response? All that and more on this edition of Questions from the Pew. Welcome to Questions from the Pew, the intersection of faith and culture. We're a forum for discussion on the issues that are ruminating in the minds of churchgoers, but that are often not raised from the pulpit. Too long has the church shied away from grappling with tough questions and nuanced issues. We're your hosts. I'm Reichert Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. Welcome back. Great to be here, yes. Instead of a party in the USA, it's it's anger in the USA. I don't know. A little shout out to Miley there, I guess. Oh, throwback to Miley, really. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, appropriate topic, as we always try to. Yeah, try yeah, well, that's what. Have. Honestly, I was just thinking about, you know, just what I wish would be talked about from the pulpit. And it just feels like every interaction I have, when any kind of public policy or anything comes up all of a sudden everyone's hair stands up on the back of their neck and Mm -hmm. everyone's like you know there's (laughs) just visible tension in the room and so that's where it's like it would just be nice if and that's what i i mean that's what i think we're hoping this podcast can be is just like let's just have a just a time of like reflection and just like looking at not even necessarily like what are these issues and why you know and what are the solutions or whatever Mm -hmm. mostly because I'm not qualified to do that kind of a thing. <laughs> but more it's above so above our pay grade. <laughs> yeah, literally. But more so just like, you know, just looking at the anger itself um, and just mm-hmm. what to do with it and potentially yeah. potentially how, how we can navigate through it in a little bit more informed way, specifically mm-hmm. as like Christians who are supposed mm-hmm. to be in some way, yeah. in some way different than, you know, the general populace. Yeah. I mean, ironically, though, and maybe sadly as well, we've um, Christians are more and more viewed as the uh, sometimes the angriest. I don't sure. Know. No. No. Yeah. No. I do. Or, or at least right in the fray of sure. where all the anger is, right. is stirring. Yeah, I think that's definitely. Yeah, I don't know if anyone would say that the stereotype is that Christians are like above it and are actually helping sure. out. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, 
I think it's I think it's still the the case that the majority of Christians are still trying to live biblically sure. and and sure. interact you know faithfully with culture in in this sure. arena. But it's the case of the people with the loudest voices sure. get a ma- mic to sure. amplify that, and so well, definitely that's our all de- we see. Our dear listeners, they're definitely <laughs> trying to. At least I hope. I, I'm trying to flatter our audience is what I'm trying to do, man. Anyway, I, I'm sure our listeners and or us don't really need any convincing of this reality because I mm-hmm. think it is like pretty perf- like pervasive. But they have like, so there was a recent CNN poll um, where they asked like, essentially the question was like, if you think about the state of our country or, or where it's going, um, like how would you describe yourself? And 74% of the people were on like the uh like the angry side i think there was like Mm. the four options you know like really angry kind of angry yeah sort of not really you know it's the four and then not angry at all uh so 74 percent of people which is three out of four people are like angry (laughs) which Mm. i guess that just seems like ridiculously high to me it's like wow we're really like it's not even just like so they in that poll they also asked like you know like questions about being worried and like, mm-hmm. do you like the direction that we're going in? But like this one was specifically anger and yeah. it was 70, essentially three out of four people would say I'm actually angry mm-hmm. <laughs> about like something that's going on. Yeah. And it was, um, sorry, you might've said it already and I missed it, but sure. this was just a general, like a feeling of anger or were they so, were yes. there specific examples? No. So literally the, the question was posed, um, like considering the direction, I don't mm. know if it was direction, but essentially considering like how the country is right now, like how would you describe yourself? And then the answers were like angry, mm. um, like somewhat angry, not right. very right. angry, and then like not angry at all or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and so three out of four were on the hmm. angry side of that poll, which I guess, yeah, I mean, to me that's, it's just been like a growing feeling ever i mean even before the election but also like the election was like a very like i don't know i guess concentrated time and then even still from then it's like there's like the simmering (laughs) thing yeah um and we mentioned some of like the i guess the phrases that and a lot of them are political phrases but it's like one side or the other or both have like tons of anger surrounding Mm -hmm. those things you know what i mean um yeah, everything from like, I mean, there's different topics. So, just like, obviously, like how the pandemic's being handled and, you know, people's choices or the government's, uh, like, you know, how much control the government has or whatever mm-hmm. um, with vaccines and, and masks. And then also, obviously, like the racial climate, which all the protests that happened last year in the wake of George Floyd and all that. Um, even like that, the crazy thing is it's even other things like when, uh, when the Israeli-Palestinian conflict kind of came up a little bit for... It was like a few months ago, it kind of like popped Mm -hmm. its head up for a second. And then everyone was really angry about that for like two weeks. Um, And like the immigration thing, like the Haitian Haitian refugees or I don't know. Just what, what, a week ago or two weeks ago? Yeah, with that, all that stuff going on at the border and different videos and stuff Mm -hmm. coming out of that. So it's just, there's just a lot going on. And once again we're not going to be talking about those, like those things per se, but yeah, I guess just this air of, you know, I guess like what's going on. Everyone's so angry. There's been like potential, um, 
like reasons that have been raised. Um, so like some say like because social media is really prevalent now, there's mm-hmm. like a, I don't, there's more uh, ability to interact with like opposing ideas and via the avenue of like anonymity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're not yeah. actually interacting yeah. with them. It's like yeah. that's and one. Not in any meaningful way, certainly. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. like, or trolling or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, social media, and then combined with, like, just the 24-hour news cycle. Well, of, yeah, that's the other thing. Um, of, It's not just a 24-hour news cycle that's unbiased either. Sure. Right? And sure. so um, every, um, every recording of an event is an interpretation of that event. Sure, um, sure. People or companies or outlets will choose to highlight certain things over the other. Totally. Um, and so... That combined with what you were just saying about just the ease of expressing an opinion, warranted or not, uh, about a particular topic, and then the the chance to to you know to fight against an opposing sure, sure, <laughs> uh, opinion right. with anonymity, right. it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's a little concoction, a little anger concoction. Well, that's our yeah. I'll probably talk about the news a little bit more later, but I do think that that's like a big like piece of it mm-hmm. um but yeah anyways there's just there's a lot of potential i mean some people think that you know just the the state of the country is getting worse so people are getting it you know what i mean like that's another mm-hmm. there's lots of reasons that you could pose why um but yeah i guess i guess what i was thinking we we could do with this is just kind of look at like the bad and good of anger uh and then just go mm-hmm. to the bible and see like you know what is god angry about um, and then essentially compare and contrast that with what like human anger looks like um, in all of its, you know, glory. all of its different times. Yeah, glory. There you go. Yeah, so I guess we could just start with kind of the easy thing. I think people generally think of anger as like a negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like the way I, I, like when I get angry, and this is just partly, partly my personality, but I like immediately get very exhausted afterwards. Like I'm like mm. really taxed by it. I don't know yeah. like why. Um, I just, yeah, I think it's like an emotionally taxing, you know, emotion, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, and, and the Bible talks about like it's dangers. There's multiple places. Um, like the one that is like most, or that I learned like growing up and is most prevalent in my brain is like, um, James one, where it's like, be quick to listen, slow to speak, Mm -hmm. uh, slow to become angry because human anger, I don't remember exactly, but doesn't, doesn't produce the righteousness of God. I literally have it written down here as well. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So like that one pops up. There's others too, where it's like, Anger can definitely, like, cause a lot of harm. Um, I guess just, like, the stereotypes of, like, you know, angry authoritarian figures like a boss or, like, a, you know, a parent or something can obviously, mm-hmm. like, do a lot of harm to those under them. Um, so I don't think that needs too much. I don't know if you want to say more on that. No, I mean, yeah, because anger is a very broad emotion. Sure. I guess, right? 
Um, and so, yeah, it can be as, it can be as little as <laughs> in just interactions with particular family members. Right. Or I think that though is a little bit easier to pinpoint sure. than it is when it comes to bigger sure things like underlying you know? societal anger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I, there's a lot of anger and tumult in society but if you ask you know a, a person you know why are you so angry or riled up or passionate about this sure you know what is happening right now sure i think you'd be hard pressed to get a definitive answer sure i think a lot of the answers would res would would um skirt around the issue and maybe kind of hint at it a little bit but i think it's i don't think it's because they're trying to skirt around the issue i think it's because it's 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 a lot harder to pinpoint sure and and you i mean james again right the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness sure. of god there's a there's a particular anger that at least you know in, in one reading of that passage there's a particular anger the anger not of man that does produce the kind of righteousness of god sure um, right and it's it's not what we're seeing though Sure. Yeah, totally. Well, that's a, yeah. I mean, even like, so there's one I wrote down is Psalms 37, eight, which is refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil, which that can easily be taken out of context and be like, you should never be angry because it leads to only to evil. And it's like, well, yeah, but also that, like that Psalm is like crying out about like why evil doers are like mm -hmm. doing well, you know what I'm saying? And how come yeah. there's no like retribution and justice. Right. Um, so it's actually like a nuance, like, like this definitely can cause anger, but like it can very easily that like justified anger of why evil people prosper, mm -hmm. um, can turn into like something much worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we'll get more to that in a little bit. Um, but then I guess like, so there is a good side of it. I mean, just like what you were saying, um, like with that verse, it's like, okay, so human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God or whatever, the righteousness of God. Um, but like, so I guess by inference, like, okay, so there is some, some type of anger that potentially yeah. could. Yeah. Um, I think it's juxtaposing the anger of man with the anger of God, which yeah. is, is very clear. Sure. And some would say is more evident in the old Testament. Sure. Um, sure. Well, that's where, here's the thing. I do think anger can actually be helpful, like in human, like context. So not like, I don't think like sustained anger over long periods of time is great. But uh, one, The Atlantic actually, when I was looking, they wrote an article just about like the anger in America. And one of the things they said, it's a quote from that is, uh, anger is one of the densest forms of communication. It conveys more mm -hmm. information more quickly than almost any other type of emotion. Which I think is like really true. Um, I mean, even just like in my marriage, not that we fight all the time, but like, w like the, definitely the like thing that'll get your attention the most and like inspire change is like actually anger. So like you mm -hmm. can definitely, a burst of anger can just like, you know, another burst of anger can respond. But then it's like, at least we're dealing with whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe not in like the best way or the most helpful way, but we're, we're communicating there is a problem that we need to solve. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like to yeah. each other. And so that's yeah. where it's like anger can be like even, I guess like in human relationships. Once again, I think sometimes like the anger the Bible's talking about avoiding and like this type of anger, I think is, it's more like frustration, but hmm. um, I think it's a little different, but it's still like, you know, 
we feel angry in those moments. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's yeah. where I think it is like, it can be a helpful thing. Um, just like for like relationships for yeah. like dealing with stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, once again, I think like what the Bible is warning against is, and I think that might be a theme of the podcast is that like human anger left to its own thing can yeah. like easily get out of Unchecked, control unbridled. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. So that's like the, well, as, as, as is the case with so much of, of scripture, right, it, it's contextualizing the reality of human existence. Sure. All right. So th- there, there, there are highs and lows, um, you know, so there's, there's joy, there's sadness, there's anger. And the, I think overall, the, the theme of scripture is not to, to separate ourselves from those emotions or focus only on joy or whatever, but to contextualize it within what it means to be joyful, what it means to be, mm. uh, you know, mournful, what it means to be angry, but at the same time be a citizen of the kingdom of, of heaven. Sure. And so without that contextualization, you do get the anger of man. Right, um, right. Right, or like Paul says, we do not mourn uh, as, as those who have no hope. Why? Sure. Because that, that mourning that we do as as christians is contextualized within this understanding of of god on the throne sure um and and yeah so i think it goes for anger you know is one of those emotions and but it goes for for all of the other human emotions of human existence i mean the the like uh, or the way like psychologists look at it is like they view anger as like a secondary emotion so usually there's something underneath whatever like the anger is about Hmm. Um, so like usually it's like fear or sadness or like something like that. Um, and I just see that like, I don't know, at least in like the public discourse, like I see that a lot. Whereas Hmm. like, there's like fear of like, you know, losing a certain way of life or like a certain, I don't know, like certain community, you know, or a certain status quo. It's like, there's this fear of that, which can lead to it. And then there's also like sadness over like, sometimes like loss of life or, you know, different groups like being oppressed. So then there's mm-hmm. like actual like fear and sadness that then leads to anger. I, I wonder where, like, cause I can kind of see where I can see the reality of that. But sure. if, if anger is a, is a secondary emotion, like is, is then fear the, primary emotion that leads to anger or yeah, can that so deviate that, into something an, another emotion you know do you get what i'm asking yeah so they would say like essentially i think the way that they would say it is like fear and sadness are like the most basic you know mm. they have i don't know what the list exactly is it's like it's kind of like inside out but there's more than that i think there's like six or, it's like fear sadness disgust joy shock i think shock or like surprise is one of them mm-hmm. Anyway, there's like these basic emotions, but they don't put anger in there because they say anger is always a response to a primary emotion. So you're sad and then you get angry. So you're scared and then you get angry. You're maybe shocked or surprised and then you get angry. Hmm. So that's where, um, yeah, it's, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end because I think that's where it's like, is there another response besides anger that we can go to? Hmm. Um, Which I would say yes.
So we've, we've kind of laid out human anger, I guess, in both its positive and negative aspects. And it kind of, I guess, like the picture that I get for anger is it's kind of like riding a bull. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, this is awesome for a little bit, but then like the longer you stay on, the more likely you're going to hurt yourself and others. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I guess if we want to pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about God's anger, mm. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, well, okay. well, one thing that comes to mind is that with with so much of, and again, I'm going to juxtapose human the anger of man, human anger with, sure. with God anger, God's anger. Um, one thing that is starkly different is that human anger, in large part, is very me focused, while godly anger is is sure. not. Sure. Right. If you look at the instances of of even just God's anger alone, not um, not the anger of you know heroes of the faith as you would call them but sure. god's anger it's 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 a if i can put it like this if it's it's a reaction to for example injustice right right it's because the people of israel in the old testament were not living up to the standard to the calling that god had for them and Great the people term. and it wasn't because solely because of that but it was because in their not living up to God's standard and in their not living up to the calling God had for them, the widows, the orphans, mm. the beggars, the homeless, they were all trampled underfoot. Literally. And that's all wrapped up in why God was so angry mm. at Israel. Yes. Dude, yeah, I think that's right on. I mean, that's what, uh, in my just like, it wasn't, you know perfectly thorough i wouldn't put this in an academic paper but like in my survey of like i looked at anger and got like god's anger specifically and when it's like just when it happens and like the two main reasons i didn't find any that were outside of this reason so if somebody or if you know of any or if somebody knows of any like to hear it but to me it was always either like unfaithfulness to the covenant so like some sort of disobedience relating to israel or um like oppression of the vulnerable or like what you were saying with like the orphans and the widows and the poor. Um, so like in one case, God's direct or God's anger is directed at his own people, uh, for essentially trying to like thwart his purpose in the world, which I would say his purpose in the world, especially in the old Testament was to use Israel as a blessing for all the other nations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously bless Israel, but through them bless everyone. So it's like, he's angry when that purpose gets thwarted by his own people. Mm-hmm. And then he's also just angry at anyone who oppresses vulnerable people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to me, it was just like incredible. I mean, there's a couple exam- examples of this. I guess it's all over the prophets. I wrote down just a couple, Zechariah 7, 9 through 12. Um, you guys can look it up on your own time if you're interested. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. Um Exodus 22, 22 to uh, 24. Mm. Um, Yeah, those are examples of when people are oppressing the vulnerable. Uh, Then there's like Exodus 32, um, which is the golden calf. God's first self-disclosure of his his own character. Yes. Um, That's a pretty key one. Yeah, yeah, that one's awesome. Oh, uh, the first time it happens is... uh, is Moses in the burning bush when Moses like keeps mm. giving reasons mm-hmm. why he shouldn't. <laughs> and then finally God is just angry with him. And he's like, 
it, the, the crazy thing is that God's anger in that situation, uh, and this this got pointed out to me by the Bible Project, so if just look them up, they're great. But uh, basically, like, God's anger, that's like the first time God gets quote-unquote angry with someone, and then his immediate response is just to solve the problem. He doesn't, like, punish <laughs> Moses. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? He's yeah. just like, take your brother Aaron with you yeah. and, and just go do it. Yeah. Uh, so that's where it's like, yeah. everyone thinks of God's anger as, like, vindictive and vengeful, mm-hmm. and it's like, a lot of times it's, He's just frustrated with people. Yeah. Well, either well, and oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let finish. No, that he's either like frustrated with his own people because they keep trying to thwart what he's trying to do through them, uh, or it's you know kind of the more, uh, I guess, obvious one of like oppressing people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's not really vengeful at all. Yeah. No, I agree. And and what's key about that Moses narrative and the burning bush narrative is. The fact that God is inviting Moses to take part in an act of justice. And Moses, in his giving reasons, is pushing back against that justice. Like It's like, no, I'm inviting you to take part in this. And that leads to anger. And it's that connection again of like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm inviting you to... um, to act in, to live in a big part of my character. Sure, um, sure, right. You know, in in in, to, in, in writing these wrongs. Right, and you're um, refusing and you're choosing to not cooperate. to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. I think a perfect example of this is um, in, in terms of, like, how we, we can see it in, in Old Testament narrative especially is the book of Jonah. Hmm. Um, you, so you've got a prophet who is so concerned about seeing justice his own way. Mm. Um, that he gets angry at God for being slow to anger, (laughs) essentially. And he he throws God's character back at him at at the end of chapter 4. And that's when you see Jonah, up up until this point, he's running away. But at the fourth chapter, he actually gets angry at God. And God would have been well within his rights to be angry at Jonah. But God does not show anger in any of the four chapters of that book. Mm, Correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't think... uh, I I can't remember if in the beginning does it say his anger burns toward Nineveh. I don't think so. I think it just says their works have risen up before me. Has risen up, yeah. Yeah. Have come up before me. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I don't think he's ever angry. But there's no anger. The only time I think anger is actually referenced is by Jonah. Sure. Blaming God for being slow Slow to be angry. angry. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's not angry towards the Ninevites, clearly. Right. Because he's sending his prophet to show, you know, to preach mercy and, and, and repentance. Right. But he's also not showing anger towards Jonah. Sure. Which is... Stubborn prophet. Yeah. <laughs> right. So even in a situation like that, that's, a, that's a, I think, a perfect juxtaposition between human anger sure. and the anger of God. Totally, totally. Well, yeah, and even in the golden calf one, which we mentioned earlier... So God gets like really angry and he says, which we might think it's harsh. Well, I guess it is kind of, it seems harsh of like, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to destroy them all and we'll start over with Moses. Uh, but like Moses intercedes for like the people of Israel. And he's like, no, like you don't want to do that. One, it's just not good for your rep. And also <laughs> you just don't want to do that. Uh, and then like, he just, he's like, okay, you're right. You know what I mean? Not, not to say that he wasn't angry, but he just doesn't. I feel like humans in our anger, we get really angry and that's when we make the worst decisions. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I am going to, you know, put the hammer down as Thor would say. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but like, you know, we do make these like terrible, vengeful decisions. Um, And that's not 
Like that's not mm-hmm. how God's anger is, is characterized. Yeah. I thought that you brought up a good point about uh, like the anger of of people being like self-centered versus God's anger. And that's where like, I think part of where I was going with that secondary emotion thing is like, uh, so f- like if we're saying like fear and sadness are kind of the primary emotions that lead to anger. Uh, so I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think fear is ever used to describe God in the Bible. Pretty sure no. Um, as a as a like as an emotion that he experiences Hmm. i don't i don't think so nothing comes to mind off the top of my head sadness is definitely like i mean even if you just look look at jesus he's like Mm -hmm. weeping and and like upset about well one like his friend lazarus but also Mm -hmm. like jerusalem and there's other so like we're looking at jesus who he did say he was if we wanted to know the father we would look at him Mm -hmm. um obviously sadness is like a very like an emotion that he has. Sure. And it's also like an emotion that we have. Mm-hmm. But I think God's sadness, to your point, is like looking at other people, or I guess not other people for him, but just looking at other beings, humans, mm-hmm. and seeing like the suffering that they go through and then like being sad. Whereas I think a lot of our emotions, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully like, you know, we have compassion for other humans. A lot of times like that we'll feel more emotion for like our own circumstances and therefore mm-hmm. we'll get angrier when it, you know, affects us sure. um, versus, you know, someone else. And so that's where I think it can just easily get out of control. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything you'd say on that? Yeah. I don't know if I want to add anything to that. Okay. I, I'm just like thinking, I'm just no. thinking historically, even like outside of the Bible, historically of sure. people, of, of people, moving into that secondary if we're going to you know keep using that sure. that idea of fear being a secondary emotion or um, uh, anger or yes. anger sorry yes. anger being a secondary emotion i mean i see that historically in even the like the protestant reformations sure. um in in europe uh, that happened after you know luther in in 1517 but there sure. was a string of reformations uh, in different pockets of Europe that led to outright bloodshed. Mm. Um, sure. And that was because, I mean, it was a different, un- completely different understanding of, of eternity and, and kind of what that m- means for sure. like correct belief. So there's, there's a whole can of worms that we can open up there that I don't want to open up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at some point though, right. The, the fear mm. um, devolved into, outright anger and anger right. enough to to go to war with yeah. people to who violence. are supposedly brothers and sisters in christ sure um, sure and so we, we see that historically as well yeah i mean that's an often 
totally mi- misunderstood or, or not very well known part of history. Sure. Well, that's where, yeah, I think, I guess kind of coming back to kind of the beginning of our conversation and some of these reasons why, you know, the United States is so like angrier right now is I think this, like the human tendency to like be angry, but then like to take it too far, mm-hmm. I think like gets capitalized by like politicians, news outlets. Um, and I think that's just kind of like the modern world is like, we're great at finding ways to gain off of like basic human instincts slash behaviors. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's what, <laughs> yeah, it's what, uh, it's what sells. Right. It's what's going to gain you the most capital. <laughs> right. Exactly. And what I'm not trying to say is that all news outlets are like evil or whatever and like can't sure. be trusted, but it's like saying when you're reading an article or like watching a video, I think like what we can do is just be like aware. It's like, is this news story? Is this like stroking or like stoking my anger? Mm. Um, Cause obviously like, so for news outlets, they just benefit from like a lot of engagement. Um, so, I mean, same with social media outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say like anger is literally like, does it better than anything else to like for people to engage? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's where it's like, yeah, if, if a news outlet can make you, essentially make your response be anger at another group of people. Um, and this is honestly like whether or not their actions are right or wrong, the mm-hmm. news outlet benefits by you being like angry at that right. group of people. Um, and then like for politicians too, like no, nothing motivates you to come out to rallies or to, you know, donate to their campaign. It's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. anger literally unites people. Yeah. I mean, you could say it, uh, we've been watching, we haven't finished it yet, but like the, the turning point on uh, Netflix about 9-11, which has been really interesting. I don't know if you've watched it. No, I haven't. Um, but basically it's like nothing like unites people like like anger. So obviously there was like sadness right after 9-11, but then like it quickly turned to like anger. And the thing is, it's like understandable anger because mm-hmm. um, obviously just a terrorist attack that killed thousands of people. <laughs> So, like, it's, like, justified, quote-unquote, anger. Um, But then, obviously, like, you know, people people use that anger and, like, capitalize on it to Mm -hmm. essentially benefit themselves. And I think it's both politicians. It's, like, news outlets. Once again, social media is the same thing. The angrier you are, the more you engage. And so that's where it's – I don't think that we need to eliminate anger. I don't think that that's, like, even possible. But, like, I think what Christians can do in this environment is, like, just, like, look at the, look in the mirror a little bit more. And, sit, like, when you're experiencing anger, reading a news article or listening to a politician or scroll, scrolling through Facebook or whatever it is. And just, like, looking at it and being, like, like, this is making me angry. And, like, I need yeah. to be aware of that. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I need to be aware of, like, why is this thing trying to get me angry? Does this, mm-hmm. does this outlet, does this politician want, like, justice? Or, you know, like an or actual, so- yeah. Do they want an actual solution to the problem or do they want your vote or your money or your engagement or your like, or your click? Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing is I think like anger literally benefits, like has like a economic benefit for certain groups. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's, oh yeah, no doubt. That's where I think as Christians, we, I think we, there are things like to be angry about. That's like the thing. Right. Um, and once again, we won't get into like the specifics of what those things are today. Um, 
I mean, but for Christians, it's, it's for Christians especially, it's uh, it's about choosing which hills to die on. Sure. <laughs> so I'm well, gonna, if I can use that, right? You know, sure. Metaphor. Well, and I think part of that is so comparing. What are the reasons that God gets gets angry at stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and like what I've been saying in this podcast is like the two reasons I can find are one, he's mad at specifically his people for thwarting his own, like his purpose, or two, uh, some sort of vulnerable group is being oppressed. So it's like. I think if, so like if we, once again, if we're in the mode of self-reflection when we start to get angry, uh, like reading these news articles or whatever, it's like, okay, I'm angry. Who is this benefiting? Like number one, who's this benefiting? And then number two, like, is this actually in line with the reason that like God gets angry? So like, Mm -hmm. is there, like, is there a group of people who are vulnerable, who are being like oppressed or like taken advantage of by people who have more means and more power? Uh, and then two, like, is this God's people thwarting like God's kingdom, <laughs> yeah. like in the world? Like, I think those are, uh, like legitimate reasons for anger. I don't, I don't think that that anger should lead towards like, you know, violence or, you know, whatever, like the other things we talked about that human anger can lead to. Um, but it's just evaluating our anger, mm-hmm. I guess, is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, and those think, are two things I think are helpful. Yeah. It's probably a little bit more difficult too in an American context, and we've sure. we've touched on this a little bit in previous episodes. But I mean, the, this country, um, as great as it is, it was birthed out of a revolution, uh, a bloody sure. one at that. Literal uh, anger, right? yeah, yeah, and even the the alliances that were forged uh, and and that were instrumental in winning victory for the American forces that that wasn't because of i'm not i guess i can't say that it was purely out of self selfish motivation but sure you know the french allying itself with the americans as opposed to the british sure maybe there was some actual you know goodwill in that but a lot of it surely sure. was political uh, there's sure. always there's been a long standing rivalry right. right between uh, Great Britain and France, uh, are, I guess, at sure. least at that point, particularly in terms yeah. of colonization. I think England even classifies the U.S. Revolution as part of like the Neapolitan. Ne- how do you say that word? Neap. The war with Napoleon. Yeah, Napoleonic. Yeah. There you go. Not, not the pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they don't even like think of it as a separate like the American Revolution the way we do. It's just like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that was like a part of our war with France. <laughs> but it's hard to. It's hard to. Um, it's hard to separate yourself as far as far as possible from the violence that anger leads to. Sure. Um, when this country was birthed on that, and it's, it's sure. in many ways celebrated. Because um, was there injustice happening during you know the seventeen seventies? Sure. Yes. Sure, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think there's. Um, I don't think that's what we're arguing. Here, sure. but what I am arguing is that that ethos that was embedded in the American I- idea and the yeah. American experiment um, has ingrained itself in the way we do public discourse, sure. and it's moved away from being um, civil. And it's in many ways, in many pockets, we've seen it over the past year and a half. It's erupted into into violence. Sure. Right. Yeah. And agreed. I think in our context, it's just a little bit easier uh, because of the national narrative that, to be that is a part of 
of um, of American existence. Sure. No, I agree. And yeah, I think that's something like to like be mourned about our culture because that is, uh, I think we talked about it a little bit. I forget which season, but we did have a some sort of violence episode. Mm. I, for, I forget exactly. Oh, well, we did violence in the Old Testament. I oh, think yeah, this, yeah. Earlier on this season. Sure. Maybe we maybe maybe that should be a topic we talk about is like how ingrained violence actually is in the American. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually like a, mm-hmm. it's like a. I guess people view it as a positive. I think. Which... And 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 hear me out. I'm not saying that I'm I'm not one of those people that says everything in America is bad. I'm, America no, is, is is awful. Like I would not be here. Sure. as an immigrant if it right. wasn't for the goodness of america sure and right. i don't know if like there might be a few people who say everything in america is horrible but i think a lot of people would just say that america is great and like these are some things that we see that are not great about it mm-hmm. so i think it's yeah, yeah. i mean there, i'm sure there are people who just hate just for the sake of hating because in this world with so many people there's always somebody doing something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that I don't understand, and and that again, right. that is not what we're getting at here. No, not even but, a little bit. But I think what we're saying is that, you know, as American citizens, we can call ourselves as a country to be better. Uh, right. But then, particularly as Christians living in this nation, right? Um, I think we're positioned and we're called to, um to like what Paul was doing in the Roman Empire in terms of yeah. spreading the gospel, this good news of a better kingdom, we can point to a better kingdom. Agreed. Right? It, it's not an, ex, an escapist notion that, that the Apostle Paul and the earliest apostles were, and the earliest Christians were preaching, but the fact that in Roman occupation, there exists, you know, beyond that, a better existence, a better reality of God on the throne. And, and we Christians carry on. Um, that mission. Yeah, and, we and can try do that to in like our context. create little pockets while we're in quote-unquote Babylon. That's like yeah. the thing, um, is to kind of create pockets of God's kingdom while we're in the midst of the beast, you know, the mm-hmm. big, huge, power-hungry machine that is human society. <laughs> yeah. I think we can really point to a better way to be angry, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's what, and that's what I think, uh, and that's what I hope that this kind of podcast did um and maybe we can just kind of end i have just like a couple takeaways from just what Mm -hmm. we talked about um i guess number one anger can be like an actually helpful emotion for solving problems uh but number two you know humans tend to take it too far and for like self-serving reasons so not the greatest reasons um and then i think the way that essentially we just need to like self-evaluate there's like two things one is like who is benefiting from me getting angry right now, um, and then the other is, does the reason why I'm angry line up with the reasons that God is angry in the Bible? Um, and I think if we do that, we can at least be more thoughtful in like our anger and in our conversations with people who are angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that can help us actually like have an impact and be like a balm on you know on just. When everyone's angry, everyone's exhausted, and no one's having, you know, no one's enjoying. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it plenty of times. The country's tearing itself apart. Right. Yeah. So that's and, where it's like, yeah. I once again, not to say that you, you know, there are not reasons and causes to get behind or reasons to be angry, but I think it's just it would be good for all of us to self-evaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, who's benefiting? 
and then does this line up with with what god's angry about yeah yeah i think that that's a great way to end (laughs) sounds good (laughs) can't can't add any more to that (laughs) cool well listeners thanks for joining us today in the pew as we like to say in our conversation yes Uh, if you'd like to support us financially you can do so on patreon Uh, it's just www.patreon.com slash questions from the pew and if you can't support us financially please give us a good rating or review on itunes or whatever platform you're listening on uh, and that will help others find our podcast also please go ahead and comment and ask questions leave us a short voice message or a text message at 312-725-2995 this has been questions from the pew a podcast in the World Outspoken Network. To learn more about World Outspoken and its mission to prepare the Mestizo Church for cultural change, visit www.worldoutspoken.com. For questions from the Pew, I'm Reichert Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time. Bye.